Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Antarctica is the most isolated continent on Earth, known for its extreme weather conditions and vast expanse of frozen tundra. But the ice, as some people call it, isn't as desolate as you might think, and in fact, there are many freaky paranormal tales that come from here. Everything from unexplained phenomena, ghost stories, and haunted locations. Here are five chilling ghost and strange phenomena stories from Antarctica. Number 5. The Ghost of Shackleton Distinguished and knighted by the British Royal Crown, Ernest Shackleton led three English expeditions to the southernmost part of the world between 1901 and 1917. And while each one of these took place over the course of several years, not one of these voyages made it through to its respective destination after the crew encountered various problematic events. 
But for what it's worth, these failures just further cemented Sir Shackleton's legacy as one of the most highly respected figures during the period known as the heroic age of Antarctic exploration. The main reason why is because despite all the perils and life-threatening situations that he and his crew faced, not one of his men died on duty under his command. One of these more unbelievable occurrences where everyone survived happened during the 1914-1917 Imperial Transatlantic Expedition aboard the ship named Endurance. 1914, Endurance got stuck in a patch of ice in the Weddell Sea, where the vessel was gradually being crushed, forcing sailors to abandon it. Shackleton and his 27 men filled three small lifeboats and what provisions they could manage to carry. And like a testament to the ship's name, the sailors endured the extreme cold, blizzard conditions, and the frostbite. The team had to deal with the grueling labor of sometimes carrying their lifeboats by hand over ice patches. There were no radios or planes to call any emergency services to help them, and so they went through this for more than a year. Eventually, Shackleton and his men reached Elephant Island, a small strip of icy land sitting between Antarctica and South America. He then left most of the guys there, while he and a handful of crew members took one lifeboat seeking help. They waded through the darkest of winter nights and crossed 800 miles of raging sea to reach South Georgia, a remote whaling station. Upon arrival, they formed a rescue party and went back to fetch the remaining group at Elephant Island. Fast forward a century later, an English explorer, Edmund Hillary, picked up the trail that Shackleton had went through. A big admirer of his, Hillary made a name for himself as being one of the first two people to make it to the summit of Mount Everest back in 1953. Three years after that, the British explorer formed a team from New Zealand to explore the South Pole. And on their way, Hillary made a stop at Shackleton's hut at Cape Royds in the Ross Sea. This hut was used by Shackleton and his crew during their expedition to Antarctica aboard the Nimrod. According to Sir Edmund, he saw the ghost of the legendary explorer greeting him as he entered the accommodations. He said, I distinctly saw Shackleton walking towards me and welcoming me. It was a fleeting moment, but something that was burned in Hillary's memory. Perhaps it was Sir Shackleton's gesture of welcoming a fellow adventurer coming into his hut. Or maybe Sir Hillary had simply disturbed the dweller's spirit resting in this long-forgotten shack as Shackleton did pass away in the area at the age of 47 while attempting his fourth Antarctic exploration. Number 4. Scott's Hut Discouragement can be a dangerous thing, especially when you're in a potentially life-threatening situation. Famed polar explorer Robert Falcon Scott felt pretty much assured that he'd make another run at going to where no human on Earth had ever been. But due to unforeseen events, him and his crew had a very arduous journey. Scott's adventure began with the Discovery Expedition that occurred between 1901 and 1904. And this time, the British Royal Navy officer set a new record by reaching the farthest part that humans had ever gone into in the South Pole, the Antarctic Plateau. Still though, this achievement wasn't enough for him, 
as he had yet to conquer the southernmost part of the continent itself. Which is why half a decade later, he, together with almost 30 other brave sailors, then embarked on the 1910-1913 Terra Nova expedition. Along the way, they erected what is now known as Scott's Hut on the north shore of Cape Evans on Ross Island, and this would serve as a base camp for the Voyagers. In November of 1911, Scott instructed 25 of his men to take shelter in the prefabricated hut. The commander, as well as four of his hand-selected men in a caravan of horses and sleds, then set out on the 800-mile journey to the very bottom of the world. It took them weeks before finally reaching their destination in January of 1912. However, much to their dismay, they found out that another team led by Norwegian explorer, Roald Amundsen, had already erected their flag there signifying that they had been beaten in the race to go where no one had before. Extremely disheartened, essentially making this painful trek for nothing, Scott and his crew had no choice but to turn around and head back. Assaulted by the feeling of failure, coupled with utter exhaustion, sickness, and freezing weather, the British Polar team never made it home. Before they could reach the safety of the hut, the entire group perished on the ice. Realizing the failure of their return, the rest of the crew packed up what they could carry and headed home. The hut that Scott and his polar party desperately tried to reach was finally abandoned. For 40 years it remained there then, undisturbed until a U.S. expedition located and dug it back out of the snow. Due in part to the cold temperatures, the whole place was preserved in a remarkable state, so much so that even the tomato ketchup remained edible. Considering the large amount of time that it was left in isolation, this place reportedly emanates a disturbing vibe. Currently, it's open to the public. Many visitors that go say they feel uneasy in the hut. Those courageous enough to spend a night in the venue reported feeling a sense of haunting or dread manifested by phantom footsteps and voices. Meanwhile, others claim seeing unexplained lights and hearing mysterious noises. No one knows the exact cause of these paranormal phenomena, but it's very possible that the hut is haunted by those who passed away, fighting with every breath to avoid another failure and reach Scott's hut. Number 3. River of Blood In Antarctica, there's said to be a river that flows not with water, but with blood. In the stark contrast of scarlet-colored liquid running against the pristine sheet of white ice glaciers makes the sight even more terrifying. Named Blood Falls, this once mysterious polar feature can be found at the snout of Taylor Glacier, which lies near the McMurdo Station in East Antarctica. A snout is simply the tail end of a glacier. It was first discovered by geologist Griffith Taylor during his expedition to the continent in 1911. While they must have been horrified at first, Taylor's inquisitive mind prompted him to investigate what his men initially thought of as a murder scene. He believed, at first, that what it could be was a large population of red algae living in the water that gave off the striking red hue, but... Ultimately, he was wrong. 
Taylor left the area and shared what he found to others, which resulted in people either not believing him or becoming very curious about Blood Falls. Soon enough, more scientists and explorers visited to see it for themselves, and despite decades passing, no one could seem to figure out the mystery behind why it was like this. Because it was so remote, it wasn't an easy thing to study, but finally in 2009, a breakthrough happened. Using high-tech ice-penetrating radar, they were able to trace the flow to an underground lake buried 1,300 feet below Taylor Glacier. The findings suggest that about 5 million years ago, the ocean flooded East Antarctica, creating a salty inland lake. 3 million years later, glaciers formed on top, which basically trapped this huge basin of pristine marine saltwater inside. Another couple of millennia followed, and that isolated water became even saltier. And through pressure and natural movement, the water then began seeping out of the ice, when the high saline, iron-rich water made contact with oxygen-filled air, the liquid turned red out of oxidation. Further studies discover that the underwater lake is home to a community of microbes that can withstand extreme conditions, like a lack of both light and oxygen. Instead, these organisms uniquely utilize iron and sulfate to survive. The mere existence of these entities, we now call extremophiles, has brought about the idea that perhaps life can thrive throughout the universe under conditions we didn't think were possible. For these entities, instead of making food by photosynthesis, blood falls organisms do so by chemosynthetic means. Unlike the former that relies on sunlight, the latter process involves converting sulfur and iron compounds into energy. Number 2. Plane Crash Hauntings In spite of the hostile and barren environment, people from all around the world are still enticed to visit Antarctica and marvel at its desolation. In the 1970s, there was a spike in tourism activity in the region where people would book day-trip flights from New Zealand and then enjoy a leisurely aerial view of the icy continent. Offering such kind of services was Air New Zealand, which has been operating scheduled sightseeing flights since 1977. On November 28, 1979, Air New Zealand Flight 901 left Auckland Airport, carrying with it 237 passengers and 20 crew members. The flight was supposed to return to Auckland that evening, however, it unfortunately never made it back. Reports indicated that it was actually the first time that the pilots made such a flight on this route, but considering their extensive flight experience, they were given the green light and there shouldn't have been an issue. They were supposed to fly over McMurdo Sound, which is an American scientific base and the largest research station in Antarctica. At that time, it was reported to be low visibility in the area, and a cockpit voice recording revealed that the crew believed they were flying over McMurdo Sound when in reality, they were actually flying directly toward Mount Erebus. It was too late for everyone when they realized that they were in fact headed into a head-on collision with the tallest mountain in Antarctica. In a matter of seconds, Flight 901 smashed directly into it at a speed of 300 miles per hour, instantly killing all 257 people on board not one individual survived. 
Following the tragic incident, recovery teams were ordered to temporarily store the corpses at McMurdo Station, where they stayed for quite some time. Fast forward many years, and as tourism has continued to thrive, visitors began to experience the profound ghostly presence of what they believed to be the crash victims. Witnesses claimed to hearing voices and even encountering apparitions of the spirits of the individuals that were once housed at McMurdo Station. Some people have said that they've spotted short trails of unexplained footprints in the snow around the area as well. Station workers there also have shared in the strange phenomena. One of them recalled hearing footsteps on the upper floor when they knew there was no one else in the facility at the time. Stricken with fear and panic, the man didn't think twice of abandoning his station and running away for safety. After all, it's not like some teens or other people can just wander in. This is an isolated base in the middle of an even more isolated continent. Number 1. The Frozen Crew In 1822, an English schooner named the Jenny left port from the Isle of Wight in England. The route intended for it to pass through the Drake Passage, which is the body of water between the southern tip of South America's Cape Horn, Chile, Argentina, and the South Shetland Islands of Antarctica. The Drake Passage is known for having some of the most treacherous waters in the entire world with unpredictable weather patterns. Somewhere along the way, the ship got caught up in a storm and ultimately, the entirety of it froze. Everyone on board didn't stand a chance, and the Jenny and everyone on board were never seen again. But then, almost 20 years later, in 1840, a whaling ship named Hope passed through the same passageway as the Jenny. During this time, Drake's passage was riddled with huge icebergs which made it difficult for the whaler to navigate. While working their way out in the frigid conditions, the shipmates suddenly noticed a battered-looking ship emerging from a gap between two large icebergs. Amidst the fog, sailors could clearly see seven men standing on the main deck. The name across the boat hall was the Jenny. Curiosity prompted the crew to board the battered schooner. They called out incessantly, but none of the men answered. Shock and fear eventually overtook them when they realized that the men standing in attention were actually dead and frozen solid in place. It was as if a magical spell was cast onto them, stupefying and freezing them where they stood. Hope's commander, Captain Brighton, got wind of the clamoring and ventured below the deck of the Jenny. Mary saw the boat's captain sitting at his desk, looking like he was writing in the ship's log. And has prompted him to first call out to his counterpart, but when he didn't get a reply, Brighton proceeded to approach and realized that the man, too, was frozen solid, just like his crew. He probed the ship's log and learned that the last port Jenny visited was Kalu, Peru, 20 years ago. Going through the final entry, he saw that it read, May 4th, 1923. No food for 71 days. I am the only one left alive. Brighton investigated further and there discovered yet another terrifying sight. Lying on the bed, cradling a dog, was, who they assumed to be the captain's wife, frozen solid as well. 
It's a mystery how these poor individuals fell into this horrifying circumstance. Some theories suggest that a sudden intense storm may have blown through the ship, freezing everyone on board. Although others believe that something paranormal happened, such that the Jenny was sucked into another dimension, only to reappear 20 years later in an area they weren't prepared to be in. As such, they all ended up succumbing to the cold. No one knew exactly what happened thereafter to the Jenny, although stories suggest that the ghost ship still haunts the waters of the Antarctic to this very day. So that's going to do it, guys, for the five chilling ghost and strange phenomena stories from Antarctica. Hope you enjoyed it. Please check out some of our other videos from other states and around the world if you like this. Remember to subscribe and tune in every week for even more episodes from us. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you soon.